0: All right, uh, Billy. You are the newest addition to the UFC featherweight division. You won the contract last July during week five, the Contender Series. You know what have you been doing since? It's been a it's been a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I um. So after the Contender Series, I wasn't sure um when I was gonna fight again because it seemed like a lot of the guys that were getting they were getting fights right away so I pretty much took the the week after the contender series I stayed in Vegas with my um my now fiance my family we hung out for a week you know we drank a little bit party a little bit um then I got to Tampa and then I got I went right back to work um you know obviously I have a lot of stuff I got to work on still from that fight um you know Started patching up the holes right away. Stayed in really good shape, and then um, we wanted to fight on uh, either like the Boston or the New York card, um, but they told us DC, and that was perfect. I got some family that lives in DC, um, and uh, they basically told me, "Hey, do you want to fight Chris Fishgold in DC?" And I said, "Yep." And the next morning they sent the contract. It was the easiest. Uh, it was the easiest matchmaking I've ever been a part of.
0: <laughs> now, what is your uh, daily schedule? Like, you, know, you mentioned that you went back to work. So what do you do as a job?
1: Yeah, well, this is pretty much what I what I, what I meant is like I went back to work, like, you know, doing bag work and mitt work and grappling and jiu-jitsu. Um, I basically train full time. And then I also uh, coach. I've been coaching our amateur fight team for the last three years. Um, they've had over 50 fights. And I think they're 35, 14 and 1 or something like that so they we've done really well with a young team um so yeah pretty much full-time is i teach private lessons i teach people how to you know i I teach people self-defense how to fight and but most of the time i'm just training full-time
0: all right well that's that's perfect man well you need to train full-time i think now since you are at the top of the game now before we get into your fight with chris uh fishgold I want to go back to 2015, Tough 22. I'm pretty sure a lot of people ask you questions about that. But um, I want to get into, you know, like what happened in the house. You know, you have to you're going through the fighter house. You have to deal with all these different people and cameras and and fighting on short notice uh, personalities, training with your potential opponents.
1: Mentally, did that
0: change you a lot, you know, moving forward with your career?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, at the time, it's, it's pretty, uh it, it's a pretty crazy, you know, a very emotional feeling, you know, you're getting a little nervous, you're happy to be there because you know, you know, like, that's the highest I was, you know, that's the highest level I was ever at, you know, and meeting Uriah Faber and Conor McGregor and, and everyone there. It was, it was, it was incredible. And then it was also like, man, you know, I'll never have to do that again. Like no cell phones, no outside communication. You know, you are with a bunch of guys that are like, They're all pretty aggressive fighters, you know. They're you know, we're all civilized, but you know, there's a lot of testosterone there, a lot of guys that we all knew we were gonna fight each other. So I was actually I just had an interview before this and I said this. I think like I don't know how they would set this up, but before people sign with the UFC, they should have to go through an ultimate fighter, like a six a six week, let's see where you're at, you know, let's see how mentally tough you are. Can you fight a guy on short notice, three days notice, two days notice, you know? He might walk around at 170 and you walk around at 160. You know, it's totally different. You don't have your regular coaches, some random people. You know, we obviously had great coaches, but they weren't my coaches. You know, you're not used to it. They don't know you. You don't know them that well. They have a lot of different people they got to focus on. So it was a crazy experience, but it was, you know, at the end of it, Dana White talked a lot about it. He's like, you guys went through something that it isn't easy. Not a lot of people are gonna have to go through that, and it's gonna make you a you know a better fighter and a better competitor. And it definitely has. Like I learned so much from those six weeks. It was basically a crash course of you know being an expert in MMA, just seeing so many professionals and world champion after world, You know there were so many guys in Team Alpha Male. You know Uriah Faber, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw, um, my teammates Ryan Hall. Um, you know all those guys. You know Tom Lee. You know, Julian Erosa, all those guys, super good, talented fighters, and uh, I got to learn so much from it. And uh, it was—I was very happy when uh, it was over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure you're very happy. I'm pretty sure, and everybody that I talked to that was on the Ultimate Fighter, they're all happy that it was something that they went yeah, it but ends. they're also happy that it was over and they never have to go back to that. After that experience, you know, you went back to the regional scene you you know you went 5 in 1 main evented every show which is very rare for somebody that goes back to the regional scene you know they kind of like yeah. fight for different promotions and they could main event once or twice but you've main evented every show how much did that evolve you during that period
1: yeah you know i got uh, the best fans in the world and they like to travel um just like for this dc fight it's going to feel like a hometown fight for me um i've i fought there a few times i fought in dc 3 times Um, all three times the main event, um, and we sold out the place each time. So it was always a wild atmosphere. Um, and it was just, you know, that experience after the ultimate fire, it was, it was, I guess what I needed to realize how, you know, what it takes to get to that level. You know, they say every goal, it's going to be a lot harder than you think it's going to be. Um, and that was certainly the case. Um, I've been basically trying to get, you know, this goal of being the ultimate, being in the UFC from 2010. Um, and I've consistently fought three, you know, four, even five times a year consistently to get to this point. And, uh, you know, I feel like the stars just aligned up perfectly. I'm in a, a great position. Um, you know, I, I, I know I could beat a lot of these guys if I put it all together on fight night. I've been through all these crazy experiences and I've fought a lot of high level guys already. Um, And, and I feel like this this is my time. This is, uh, you know, that part of the movie that it's like speeding up and I'm just, you know, just moving up, moving up, moving up and getting to that, that level that I belong at. Does it
0: almost se- seem like it's not your UFC debut? Like, cause you've been through the Ultimate Fighter, you've been on the Contender Series. It's, it's, it's something that's not new to you, right?
1: Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel, you know, it, 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 it feels like I'm back, you know, like I'm getting this opportunity again. Um, not only have I, you know, I was on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, fought there twice, was around there for seven weeks Fought in the contender series. Um, I've also been around my boy Matt Fervola. I'm really good friends with Matt. We lived together for a couple of years in Tampa. We trained together for about seven years. Um, you know, we've trained together since 2010 when he moved. We, we basically both moved to Tampa around the same time. Um, and recently, for his last three fights, for two UFC fights and his contender fight, I basically fly out there the same, like, basically, fight week. And do those fight week experiences. So I've already done these UFC fight weeks a few times. So I've been behind, been backstage, and and been around all these guys. So I'm just excited. That's my turn now.
0: Chris Fishgold, has he been a guy that you've watched before, or is it somebody that is new to you? You've never even heard of him because there's guys you know that have been fighting, but they don't really go on. You know, they're not on the radar. Uh, so yeah. To say.
1: So I actually um. When I was um, after the Ultimate Fighter, I had a couple fights, and I was actually in talks to fu- to fight with Cage Warriors. We basically, um, I was trying to get a fight like in Europe and, and head out there. So he was definitely someone I saw um, as a potential opponent back when he was um, a Cage Warriors champion. He was, I think, he was the the fifty five champion. Um, I and then I didn't hear about him for a while, and then sure enough, like a lot of these names you see in MMA um you know you don't hear about for a while and then they pop back up and sure enough you're fighting them so um he was someone i heard about a while ago kind of thought about you know i might be fighting this guy didn't really pay too much attention you know just I'm, I'm doing my own stuff didn't really hear about him for a while and then they mentioned him and i had to look him back up and see like what he's done lately and uh you know i i love the fight i think it's a great fight for me and um you know we are gonna see what happens
0: his mo is like he likes to grapple. It seems like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And yeah. You you began your career getting submissions, and then somehow turned it around, and now you're just knocking everybody out. What what has changed with you?
1: <laughs> the crowd loves a knockout. You know. <laughs> I I I bring the violence that the people want. <laughs> um. No, it's uh. You know. I I I've, I've never really looked at it like submission knockout. Like I I basically just look for the finish, and um the last few guys have been grapplers so this is basically a continuation of the last two training camps where i'm fighting guys who have decent striking but um they have decent striking but they're they're grappling based so you know my job is to control the grappling and to keep doing damage you know landing punches kicks knees whatever it takes um so these last few fights have have been knockouts because i'm avoiding their strong suits and grappling with them and and basically making them strike with me. Um with Fishgold, you know, he likes to throw bombs too. So I think it could be an exciting striking match. If he wants to grapple, you know, maybe I'll mix in a takedown here or there to, to to mix in grappling and take him down. I definitely think I can take him down and grapple with him if I want to. And uh, but yeah, the crowd wants to see us bang. So, you know, I have no problem meeting him in the center of the cage and you know, throwing bombs and and see who gets knocked out and and putting on a show for everyone. And that's, you know, it seems like that's what the people want to see. So I'm I'm here for the people.
0: Before heading into camp to prepare for Chris, did you focus on any aspect of your game in particular after the Contender Series?
1: Yeah, of course. You know, always every fight, I think it's important. Um, You know, I was talking about this earlier. You know, every time you win a fight, you get a lot of momentum. Um, The same way when you lose a fight – Even if you won, you know, you win four fights and you lose one, you're still going to keep thinking about that loss, you know. So I believe in a lot of that momentum, but you got to make sure when you're winning the fights, you got to look at the fights that you won and really break down what you could have done better and, you know, how do you improve from that? So a lot of it was, you know, I don't think my takedown defense is terrible. I think my, the beginning of the fight, I wasn't thinking that he was going to shoot right away. You know what I mean? I thought I read a couple interviews how he wants to strike and that all these people are afraid to strike with him. And I said, all right, let's do it. You know, let's strike. And next thing you know, he switched it up and he took me down off a kick. So, you know, of course, I'm working on the grappling, the takedown defense. But a lot of it is that mental preparation. Like, all right, if this guy shoots or if this guy wants to strike with you, you got to be ready for everything and, and, you know, be prepared for that. So a lot of that is what I focus on. Of course, setting up my kicks better setting up uh, getting my hips in a better position working on that kind of stuff but a lot of it's just the mental stuff of all right you know you won the fight you you know you you gave him a whooping in the second and third rounds but you know that first that first round could have not went your way and you could be sitting back on the bench so you know you got to take it as much as i celebrated i made sure we really broke down that first round um and in going back in even previous fights and seeing what i got to work on seeing what my future opponents see so we can patch all those holes up and they don't get a chance to expose me
0: going back to the mental preparation you know some guys they watch their opponents fights over and over and over during camp other guys you know like you see in the movies they'll hang a picture in their locker you know what is your approach to you know getting ready for a fighter
1: yeah you know i'm at this i'm at the stage now where um i used to let like a lot of like pro fights especially like you know the the fights where i wasn't really proven yet, um kind of get personal like you know screw this guy you know i'm gonna whoop him i'm gonna you know i'm gonna like make it like a personal thing at this point like i trained already so hard like this is i want this so bad it doesn't motivate me any more or any less who it is and you know, I know he wants the same thing. He's probably just like me with a different accent. You know, he you know, he probably had a rough upbringing. You know, took his licks, took his fights. You know, got on the regional scene, worked his way to where he is now. You know, we're the best fighters in the world. This is the ultimate fighter, or you know, this is the UFC. So, you know, it does, I don't really look, I don't really take it personally anymore. Of course, I'm. You know, when when that bell rings, we're gonna both try to kill each other, and we're both gonna try to put on the most exciting show possible. Like that's what I'm here for. I want it's honestly like it used to be more about win no matter what, but now it's like, go put on a show because that, that last ultimate fighter fight where I was basically laid and preyed on and I knew it was boring. I, Oh my God, I felt so terrible about that. Like I want to make it exciting. Even if it's risky, I feel like I'm good enough where I can make it an exciting fight. Even if it's risky, you know, I'm going to take those risks because I want to put on a show. So that's where I'm at. And uh, yeah, Kurt, I've watched a couple of his fights. I know, you know, I, it, it's hard to tell a lot from his earlier fights because the guys he fought aren't at my skill level. The guys he fought recently in the UFC, those are the ones that are like, you know, that's who I'm fighting. Of course, he's making improvements. I'm making improvements. So it's going to be a, a dogfight December 7th. I'm super excited about it.
0: Outside the gym, you know, outside the fight game. Who are the people that have been there for you, you know, that you could point to and be like, hey, this person has supported me through the whole time. Like, you know, they've been there.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, I'm so happy and, and so lucky and blessed, you know, whatever you want to call it, to have the team I have around me. Um, it starts with my, my family, my dad, my brothers, my sister, my mom, my, the whole Team Q family. Um, you know, even when I was, a, you know, my first amateur fight, they drove out, watched me fight always supported me they always make like they, they they're basically like my management team they help me with tickets sponsors t-shirts all that stuff that you know of course i'm still busy and i still have a lot of stuff to deal with but they help me so much without with you know with all that stuff um and my longtime girlfriend who I actually just proposed to this past weekend in the bahamas um so now she's my fiance she's been with me with me since i was a one and oh pro So, you know, I'm 12-2 and now, plus the Ultimate Fighter, plus a boxing match. You know, she's been with me for all those fights. Uh, A broken hand that took about four or five months. A torn ACL that took about a year and a half to really recover from. Um, You know, she's been there for the wins. She was there for the losses that I took. She was there when I was, like, heartbroken after the Ultimate Fighter. Um, You know, she's always been there for me. So I have a a huge group um, and so many teammates coaches Matt arroyo my longtime coach he's been with me he's cornered me every single fight that I've had um since I moved down here so my second amateur fight so we've had like 28 fights together um guys like that who I have so many guys that guys and girls that have helped me out for for so long so'm I'm, I'm blessed to have such a such a solid team
0: going back to Matt arroyo on mm-hmm. that fight game documentary thing he said that Billy Q he's in his prime you know, he's going into UFC at the peak. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like, Hey, this is, it, it's do or die now. Like I'm 30 years old. I got to do it now. I got to get in there. I got to win every single fight. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's that it's, the, it's the winning and it's, it's just, you know, putting on a show, you know, it, it, it sucks to say, but like sometimes you got to say the right things. Um. You know, you never want to be disrespectful, but sometimes that talking shit gets you somewhere. And, that's all we used to do growing up, man. we would just talk shit to each other, so I don't mind doing that and playing that role. Um, but yeah, it's even the last it's since I've gotten here, you know, every fight has been a must win fight, like every fight you gotta win fights because that one loss that I've taken since the ultimate fighter, you know, in the last four years, you know, I've had to finish five opponent you know, I finished the last four opponents and i and I beat five guys in a row, so. That took me five fights to get back to where I was before. So, you know, I know how important winning is and I know how bad losing is. Now it's time to, you know, put on some shows and keep climbing that ladder. And, you know, that eventual, you know, top 10, top, you know, top 15, top 10, top five championship fight, main event fight. I have so many more goals now to reach that I had to get to the UFC to get to this new set of goals. And that's where I'm at now. And it's, a, uh, it's been a really exciting time.
0: One last thing before I let you go, you know, in MMA, there's so many different types of styles and, and, you know, uh, competitors right at this moment in your career, do you consider yourself, uh, a martial artist or a prize fighter?
1: Yeah. So I, um, it's, it's something I, I think about a lot, a lot. And, um, how I look at it is when I'm in the gym and I'm with my people and, you know, I'm coaching, I'm a martial artist. You know, when I step onto the jujitsu mat, like for a gi class, you know, even no gi class or even a striking, you know, Muay Thai class, I'm a martial artist. You know, we bow in, bow out. Um, we all pay respect to each other. I try to like acknowledge every training partner, shake everyone's hand, make sure if someone got injured, you check in on them, you know, everything's about respect. But then there's the fight night, you know, and that's when it's a show, you know, it's, People wanna see excitement. They wanna see sometimes flashy. They wanna see extraordinary stuff. You know, they wanna see me throw a hundred they want to see me land up to a hundred punches in round two. You know, they wanna see a jumping knee knockout, you know, Jorge Masvidal. They wanna see stuff that's like almost unbelievable, like that Kevin Lee knockout. So I it's I it's almost like you play both roles. I'm a martial artist, but then I'm a prize fighter like in the public eye. Like on Instagram, a lot of that's prize fighting stuff. That's marketing myself. That's making sure people know who I am. People know I have a personality. That's, you know, I'm not afraid to talk shit to that person. If, you know, if there's a lot on the line, if there's a lot at stake, I I can still show that respect. But, you know, when I'm out there, I'm I'm a prize fighter. And I want to basically, I consider myself a mixed martial artist, too, because I want to paint a picture you know like whatever happens out there that video is going to live on forever and i want to watch those and you know that's how this fight happened and this one and basically my artwork is my fights throughout you know throughout my time and we only have so much time so it's uh you know it's it's a it's a good mix but i i like having that mix
0: all right well december 7th usc on espn 7 washington dc thank you for the time billy good luck on the fight and uh congrats on the engagement
1: Thank you, thank you for all of that. Thank you so much for having me. I'll talk to you again, uh, you know, after this fight, and uh, we'll keep things moving. Appreciate you having me.